All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome to the program the golf manager at the City of Los Angeles Department of Recreation and Parks, Laura Barenfine. Thanks for joining, Laura. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, we're you know, really looking forward to this. Um, you know, your key responsibility is to, to supervise all operations for, you know, our city's 13 golf courses. So can you explain to our listeners a little bit of what all that entails? So the city of Los Angeles is kind of a unique uh, player in the municipal golf world. Um, we operate and maintain um, all of the golf courses for the city of Los Angeles Department of Recreation and Parks. It's actually 12 full-fledged golf courses along with um, a training academy. So that means when you come to play golf at one of our golf courses, every employee you, you encounter from the employee that's checking you in, um, the range attendant that's giving you balls, the man that's checking out your cart, or the woman that's out mowing the greens, those are all L.A. City staff members. So it's a, a, large, a large operation. Uh, we have about 380 uh, full and part-time employees engaged in operating and maintaining all of our beautiful golf courses for the, the benefits of the residents of the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, certainly a pretty big undertaking. And, you know, since you've taken over that top golf position um, for the city of L.A., you've overseen a few major changes, beginning with uh, eliminating resident rates and ramping up the uh, new tea time reservation systems. How rewarding has that been so far, you know, just knowing that you're improving the L.A. golf experience for so many? It's been extremely rewarding. Um, I started my career for the city of Los Angeles way back in 1980-something, um, actually as a, as a greenskeeper. So the opportunity to kind of bookend my career by coming back to the golf division to help shepherd in some of these changes and bring in some of these um, improvements as outlined in our strategic plan has been um, extremely rewarding. Um, some, some growing pains along the way. Uh, golfers, just like everybody else, are a little resistant to change. Um, the reservation system that, that we replaced was something that had been in place for a very long time, um, but the new system is extremely uh, robust and, and powerful and gives us an amazing opportunity to, to reach our golfers. It's much more nimble. It gives us the abilities to do a lot of uh, tracking and reporting, and it's been a, a market improvement from the, um, the VHS that we used to be. I, I think that we went from straight from, you know, VCR to digital media is my um, comparison. So it's, it's been an exciting change. Um, the elimination of, of resident fees uh, and non-resident fees was, a, was a, a no-brainer. And, again, that was a recommendation from our strategic plan, and that was easy to implement, and the golfers um, were, were extremely receptive. So it's, um, it's, it's been a good run. It's been a good run. We're, do, we're doing well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, are there any changes that L.A. golfers could expect coming down the pipeline? I mean, we can, we're here to maybe break some news. Don't feel don't feel obligated. Well, COVID protocols and L.A. County public health protocols have really uh, hampered a lot of things that we would like to see um, happening yep. and like to see implemented for our golfers. So that's um, a, a bit of a challenge. Um, we rolled out um, some top tracer technology that we welcomed onto the driving ranges at both uh, Rancho and Griffith. 
which That's gives right. the golfers the opportunity to, to track their shots and play some virtual golf. In fact, uh, later this week, uh, Top Tracer is launching virtual Tory Pines for golfers that want to come out. So that's been an exciting thing that we've rolled out. The challenge is that um, you can't really play with your buddies because we're really only allowed to have one golfer per stall right now. So mm-hmm. we're excited about the Top Tracer, but um, golfers really haven't been able to take uh, full, full advantage. Um, we are yeah, in, in the middle of... In due time, in due time. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, yep. We're also yep. under construction at a few of our golf courses in terms of improvements at our clubhouses. We're trying to ramp up and improve the overall golfing experience by, you know, improving the food and beverage options available to our golfers, you know, before, during, and after their rounds, and actually trying to um, make our golf courses more destination for for casual dining, um, just for the community to try and uh, get more non-golfers to visit our facilities too. So um, our clubhouse at Griffith Golf was built by WPA workers back in the 30s, and it's undergoing some uh, major renovations to really um, enhance and improve the the dining experience uh, for golfers. We just reopened the cafe at Penmark. It's got a really cool outdoor kind of Venice Beach appropriate vibe, and the food is delicious, so we're excited about that. And then after the first of the year, we'll be undergoing some major renovations um, at the clubhouse um, over at Rancho. And those renovations will not only um, include major renovations to the dining room and some additional patios for outdoor uh, dining with golf course views, but will also include the construction and standing up um, of a full-service uh, golf shop to help meet the, meet the needs of our golfing public as well. So we're, we're extremely excited about that. Um, had it not been for COVID, we'd probably be getting ready to open the clubhouses at, at both locations, um, but we've stubbed our toe here um, a bit. But it is indeed something for us to look forward to um, after the new year. No, those are all amazing amazing changes here in the pipeline i'd be lying if i said i was expecting all of those things to to come out of your mouth just there so that that's great for everybody to know we got a lot of things uh coming down the pipeline so just uh stay patient with us and i think that everybody will reap those rewards soon so as of last year four of the seven golf course superintendents here in la um were women that's an extraordinary ratio in a field that's, you know, historically populated by men. Uh, for context, less than 1% of the country's superintendents and assistant supers are women. So how, how does that feel to be breaking down those barriers in the industry? It is the actual um, epitome or, or, or peak of my professional career. Um, I think, like I, I said earlier, I, I started as a groundskeeper and promoted um, my way through the department over on the the maintenance side, which is predominantly uh, male-dominated. So the opportunity for me to help uh, lift up women and encourage them to take on uh, non-traditional roles, and if I've been any kind of a a role model for women out there who are looking for careers in golf or just looking uh, for careers in non-traditional fields, I'm I'm extremely proud of that. Uh, The women that work for L.A. City Golf are extremely uh, dedicated and competent um, professional women, 
and they work at some of our, our busiest golf courses and are doing great things. Um, they have uh, great respect and support of their crews, and they have the respect and support um, of the entire department. So I, I'm extremely uh, proud of that accomplishment. Yeah, it's amazing, and we're, we're proud proud of that to be in, in our system and here in the Southland as well. And, uh, you know, the Los Angeles City Golf System accommodates about 80, 850,000 rounds a year. Do you have any idea where that ranks nationally among city-run systems? You know, I I don't know the I don't know the answer to that. I I know we're we're one of the busiest. Um, I know the L.A. County system does more rounds, but they also um, have more golf courses than we do. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't know where we we fit in the the big mix of things. I, I imagine we're we've got to be near the top. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Rancho is Rancho Park is probably considered the flagship course of the system. You know, arguably, don't want to get in any trouble there. Uh, with about ninety. <laughs> 90,000 rounds a year from a maintenance perspective and your background as a super, how on earth does the green staff accomplish their goal every day with all of that play? You know, I've been out there where, you know, your ball lands in the fairway and the mower is basically waiting to, to mow that line. He has to wait for, uh, for you to hit your shot and get back out there. So how, how hard is that for the maintenance staff to deal with all that play? Uh, it is a, a delicate balancing act. Um, again, the, the city employees that take care of our golf courses are, are dedicated professionals. Um, they come in very early in the morning um, and do their best to get the golf course set up before play, but we, we are obligated um, to do some work, you know, in play, and sometimes that upsets golfers, but um, we do the, the best that we can. It's, it's a balancing act, you know, here in the Southland, you know, with the heat, um, at our golf courses, um, we have a lot of acreage of turf that has to get mowed. So it's a, a delicate act. Um, Calvin White oversees um, all of our grounds operations for the department, and he does an amazing job of um, insisting and ensuring that course conditions are consistent throughout the department and the golfers are greeted with the, the best possible conditions they can and if that means you know periodically you know moving staff from golf course to golf course well then um, that's what we do and that's kind of the benefit of having such a big system is um, we can you know pull some staff um, to knock out a a problem or a a project um, by by moving that staff around if if need be so it's every day it's a it's a balancing act but they they do a they do a, a great job but it is it's not easy um, but they, they take a lot of pride in, in providing um, quality course conditions for everyone. Yeah, for sure. And golf has been extremely lucky overall you know, during this COVID crisis. Um, you know, obviously golf is one of the first activities reintroduced uh, once we started to open things back up a little bit. But, you know, now tea times are nearly impossible to secure without waking up at 12.05 a.m. the week prior. Are there any plans to maybe stagger reservation times or just continue with this first-come, first-serve approach? There's been lots of suggestions from the golfing public, um, and honestly, it's a, it's a really good problem for us to have. But at sure. the end of the day, the desire to play golf, um, the demand for tee times just outstrips the supply. And when you factor in, 10-minute intervals compared to the eight minutes we were at prior to COVID, 
um, the inventory is actually is actually reduced. So there there is a, a huge pent up demand. I know there's a lot of frustration on behalf of the golfers, but I assure you that there's no there's no conspiracy here. There's no bot stealing tea times or, or brokering tea times. When you look at the tea sheet and you're, you're watching it live, it's just absolutely amazing that when the tea sheet's open at 6 o'clock a.m., by 6.02 a.m., nearly every, you know, morning tea time is gobbled up um, across all 12 of the golf courses. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, we have toyed with some different ideas of creating some kind of a priority group, but um, I, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I think we're just going to, we're going to stay the course. Um, as LA County health protocols change, um, we might be able to accommodate some additional golfers. So we'll just have to see how that, um, how that plays itself out. I just, I beg everyone's indulgence and everyone's, everyone's patience, but I, I assure you it's uh, the people that are getting those tea times are just, uh, are doing it completely legitimately, you know, nine days in advance. Yeah, so I guess moral of the story is wake up early. Early bird gets the worm or gets the tea time in this case, right? <laughs> well, that's that's the theory. It's um, it's absolutely amazing to look at the tea sheets and see that the tea times are booked at, you know, six o'clock and twenty seconds and six o'clock and thirty seconds, and it's just yeah. it's across it's across the board. So, um, yeah. like I said, it's a it's a good problem for us to have, but I do appreciate that it's it's lending itself to some some frustrations on behalf of the the golfing public. Yeah, certainly, certainly a good problem to have. And, you know, we ran a story in the latest four magazine about this COVID area era, uh, tea time intervals, and basically how this pandemic has basically is forced facilities into spreading tea times out and not allowing fivesomes and things like that. You know, even with those changes, it seems that revenue is through the roof. And obviously, so is that customer experience, you know, shorter rounds for everyone and therefore, uh, more revenue towards the afternoon tea times because people can actually finish, you know, say their afternoon round at Rancho. Is this something that's that you're aware of? I mean, I'm sure you are. And should we expect these changes to stick once we're on the other side of, of COVID? I think the fact that golfers are enjoying amazing pace of play at the 10-minute tea interval, we have no intentions of, of changing or, or shrinking that interval anytime soon even should LA County health protocols um, allow it. I think what's keeping the golf courses busy is not just the fact that golfers feel safe golfing, but because like you said, they, they know they can come in and they can, they can get around Rancho in less than, than four hours or, or any of our, our, our other facilities. So I think we can't underestimate the significance and importance that that plays um, in the golfing experience, and I'm I'm confident that's one of the things that's keeping the golfers uh, coming back. So, to answer your question, um, we have no intention of reducing that that tee interval, um, even should we be allowed to. Yeah, it's great to hear, and you know, I, I think just all of us in the golf industry, I think we've really banded together, and you know, I know that's been um, p pushed on you guys before, and I think we're finally. I was seeing it reap some rewards, whether it was forced or not, and in this case it was. But um, either way, that's great news, and, you know, it's just great news to hear that all these L.A. City courses are packed to the, packed, packed to the brim every day, and 
um, you know, fighting for tee times at 6 a.m. in the morning is certainly a, uh, a good thing for the, for the golf industry moving forward. Agreed. Terrific. And, you know, I think there's a lot of information in there for our, our listeners. So thanks again for joining. And I think that does it for this session of Quarantine Chronicles. So thanks again, Laura, for joining. All the best to you and stay safe out there. Stay well, Jonathan. Thank you. 